Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson in the studio on a Monday following the Super Bowl. What a weekend it was. The Kansas City Chiefs are the champs, and we will hear from Unpacking It producer and Kansas City Chiefs diehard Chris Allison in just a moment. But let me just start with this, uh, just so you know where I'm coming from today. Man, I had a wild Super Bowl weekend. We had the big Super Saturday event on Saturday, and so interviewed a panel of guys, and we're actually going to share that event with you through the podcast. And so we, we were able to record that event, and so be looking out for that. It was awesome. LeVon Kirkland, Corey Miller, and Andy Lee, and, and just a, a huge crowd uh, at this church in Charlotte. And so we, we had a blast there. But, man, I, I was worn out with all the, just the, the Super Bowl activities. And, and so uh, glad to be here on the show today as we recap the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the big storylines moving forward. Uh, we'll touch on the commercials. There were a few that I, I really enjoyed and a couple that I was scratching my head uh, watching them <laughs> during, the, during the game. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on the halftime show, which was uh, – quickly turn from uh in, in in my house and and then we'll uh we'll wrap up the the show with a a thought about faith and, and how it relates to the super bowl but let's say hello to chris allison here in the studio chris man you've been waiting a long time lifelong fan of the chiefs today you're part of the super bowl champions as a fan how you feeling oh man what an unbelievable night it was you know Super Bowl four to fifty four. It's a big gap <laughs> for, <laughs> for not being even in the game. Um, and, and so, as I mentioned, I think last time I was on, you know, at forty seven years old, I've never seen my team in the Super Bowl. And then that changed yesterday. And you know, Bryce, it was you know, it's just a it was a family event for me. Yeah. I, no, you know, I didn't have anyone else. Did the neighbors over. come? No, 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 no. no, no just, I had the family. Everyone, you have a large family, so everyone's sitting around the couch, except me. I'm standing. I stood the whole game. Uh, <laughs> so I'm it. either standing behind the couch or I'm on my knees, uh, kind of leaning on the couch when things were really getting, you know, a little scary or exciting. So, uh, and, and, you know, I've acted, you know, I got up this morning and I'm like, man, I was a fool. Uh, to my family, I'm like, <laughs> they're probably going, what is this guy doing? You know, I'm jumping up and down, and I'm screaming, and uh, I was so uh, into the game, especially the last uh, seven minutes oh, yeah. of the game because the first uh, three and a half quarters didn't really look very good for Kansas City, and, and you had a 20-10 to 10 San Francisco lead, and for a long time it sure looked like the 49ers were going to be the champions. So It sure did. And just from an overall game standpoint, and I, I was pulling for the Chiefs, but, mm-hmm. but it was rooting for a good game, sure. uh, you know, relatively neutral. And I, I felt like the game was good 
up until you know the last seven minutes. It was good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It wasn't that exciting. We weren't getting a ton of big moments, but we also we weren't getting what we saw last year, which was just like pun after pun after pun. And last year's game was hard to watch for me. I like yeah. a little bit more offense. And so this year, we at least saw some movement, but it just felt like neither team could really get over the hump. Or even when San Francisco was up 2010, like it felt like they were in control, but it wasn't like they were lighting it up or, or dominating by any means. Both teams turned the ball over uh, throughout the game. And, and so as I was thinking today, though, what, what was the difference in the game? It really was Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I've heard some takes on, oh, you know, Williams, the running back, was great, and he should have won the MVP. And sure, he got in, into the end zone twice. But what it, what it came down to at the very end, when Kansas City needed to score, Mahomes led the team. He kept them believing. And, and I, even for you as a fan, you had to have felt like you, we're still in this. We have Mahomes as the quarterback. He's going to bring us back. And even though it wasn't a... You know, an eye-popping game for him like we've seen him play over the last couple of years. He was steady. He was calm. And when you needed him at the end, he made the big throw to Tyreek Hill. That opened everything up. The most excited I got was the Travis Kelsey touchdown. They finally broke through. You know, oh, there they go. They got a <laughs> touchdown in the second half. Uh, that was big. And, uh, and, and I was excited for Kelsey to score. So uh, those were my kind of overall thoughts. I, I thought the game was a very solid Super Bowl. Not necessarily the most memorable Super Bowl, but, but anytime you see a comeback, that's exciting. Absolutely. And, you know, Patrick did not have, you know, his best game. In fact, no. he didn't play very well at all for much of the game. He was not comfortable. There was... Uh, their defense was awesome. The 49ers defense absolutely. was awesome. And then I thought he was just a little bit hesitant. Like, you know, it, he never felt comfortable, like, in a pocket setting. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of the stuff that we were seeing were underneath passes, and uh, and they weren't stretching the field at all in the first three and a half quarters. And uh, I know the commentators, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they're even saying, you know, what? when are we going to see that chief team that, yeah. we, you know, that we've seen throughout the playoffs and throughout this season? Um, I thought defensively that, you know, when, when it was MVP time, mm-hmm. I thought, first of all, to myself, I thought, I, I bet this isn't Mahomes because he didn't play very well until the last seven minutes. So I'm thinking, well, if it's not him, who is it? Yeah. And Damian Williams came to mind. Uh, Rashad Breland, I thought, was the MVP of the first quarter. Yeah, uh, that know? was big. He's a South Carolina. He's from the state of South Carolina. And, and uh, I, I was, I was kind of pulling for him to have a good game. And he had a great first quarter. Uh, I, I thought Chris Jones defensively, the defensive tackle who batted some balls yeah. down and, and put some really good interior pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought he had a great game. It could have been up for consideration. But, yeah, it's hard for me to look back now and, and argue that they made the wrong choice with Mahomes simply because, you're right, even at 20 to 10 with seven minutes to go. And my family thinks I'm crazy, but I'm sitting there going, hey, this is going to happen. I kept points. saying it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. In fact, I said to my wife with seven minutes to go, I said, wouldn't it be crazy? I said, we're the team that could do this. What if we win by 10? Oh. You know? I mean, this could happen. And then the game ended, and she looked at me, and she goes, you kind of called that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she, she reminded me that I made that statement. So, That's awesome. Um, you know, it was – to see Patrick stay as steady as he was. Yeah. In, you know, in a, in, a, in a game that's so huge. You know, we can't even And he's imagine. so young. And he is so young. He's – what is he, 24? That's unbelievable. It's only his third season, but just his second season as a starter. And 
you know, he's already got an MVP for the Super Bowl. He's got a league MVP. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, now what? You know, <laughs> where yeah. do you go from here? But what a what an incredible start to his to his career. Yeah, he, he's so easy to root for. And, you know, I think that the NFL's in just great hands when you think about him, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. the, the next generation of quarterbacks. It's really exciting to watch. And yeah. Mahomes, he, he is the best right now. He, he's, he's proven it. It's cool that Lamar Jackson won the unanimous MVP, and, and he was the best you know, quarterback during the regular season. But, but Mahomes, for, for all three games to come back, and win games the yeah. way that the Chiefs did. And you could argue, oh, why don't they start stronger? Mm-hmm. But in many ways, it's harder to come back. Mm-hmm. And, and so to overcome you know, the emotions of, oh, we're down in a game, and oh, yeah. what are we going to do? No, they, they, that doesn't derail the Chiefs, and the, that's what's cool about them. The, the other thing I love about his game is his ability to, uh-oh, nothing's there. Now, I, you know, fine lanes, yeah. run the football. And he had a few first down runs yesterday that were critical. He took a couple pops that scared me. What was that you play know? toward the end zone? <laughs> right, exactly. What was he doing? I don't know. I think I, he just got lost. I, I had the flashback <laughs> yeah. of John Elway, and I was waiting for yeah, that the, 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 the helicopter <laughs> yep. spin. And uh, man, yeah. that was uh, that was that was scary too. Yeah. Especially fumble. I mean, fumbled it out of bounds. You know, but. But, and, and coming out of yeah, cost him a first down too. You know, yeah, that was bad. The, the, um, but coming out of of college, I don't, I, you know, I don't know collegiately at Texas Tech how much scrambling and things like that that he did. I know he didn't run a very good 40 at the Combine, and I don't think when they drafted Patrick that they were like, oh, man, this is another great weapon Mm-mm. with his feet, you know, and, and boy, that's, that's just another aspect of his game that's really developed. Yeah, it, he's probably more along the lines of Russell Wilson where they're not necessarily looking to run, yeah. but they can sure. and they will, and he's, he was a threat, and his, his runs were big last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. They weren't often, but when he didn't run, they were key in extending drives and setting up that, that ultimate touchdown uh, on the play we were talking about. So um, the, the, the one big you know, storyline going in was get Andy Reid the Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. And, and to think last night, man, he's been coaching for 21 years yep. and, and finally gets that, that Super Bowl. And, um, and I think everybody was happy for him. And, and I, I was thinking back, though, in all of sports, how many championship teams – was the main storyline the head coach winning? Yeah, and so I I came up with a with a list, and I'm curious your thoughts sure. on this because he he's right up there. So in the NFL, I think when Tony Dungy won with the Colts, yep. it was a lot about Dungy and the first black coach, mm-hmm. and so that was that was major. Uh, just the the college football championship with Ed Orgeron, there was a, a big push to see him win and kind of oh, yeah. his story of how he ended up at LSU, and he just you know, represented that university so well and who he was. Mm-hmm. I thought years ago, maybe Texas, Mac Brown, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. Uh, Dick Vermeule with the Rams yeah. when they won. Kind of, you know, he came back and, and was an older coach. Uh, when Villanova in college basketball, Jay Wright. Sure. Uh, Jim Beheim, Roy Williams in college basketball. I think those names, it was, oh, man, we're so glad this coach finally got a championship. Uh, and then Pete Carroll with Seattle, kind of. But because he won at USC, I'm not sure that it was as much uh, about him. So, anyway, those are just yeah. some names I thought was interesting because you, you, you watched the celebration last night, the Gatorade bath, and everybody wanted to hear from Andy Reid, and, and he was kind of the hero. Uh, but he kept pushing it a, a, aside, too. It's all right. about the players. It's all about Mahomes, mm-hmm. and, that, and that was cool, too. Yeah, but no, it's a good list. It's a, uh, the opposite side of that is like Barry Switzer, right? He's not on that list, right? <laughs> like Nobody he, wanted you're him. You're in Oklahoma, and then you go to Dallas and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. um, so, yeah, I noticed you kept him off the list, and I get that. Um, yeah, man, it, it's funny because Andy Reid is like, – I didn't 
look, I've always pulled for the guy. If you're if you're a diehard Chiefs fan, he takes a lot of heat yeah. for game management, right? Clock management. And yep. and you know, I I try to stay away from that kind of stuff, although we can talk about Shanahan a little bit if you want. Uh, but <laughs> but um, you know, I I didn't realize how popular he was. I had mm. so many people over the last two weeks that aren't Chiefs fans but came up to me and said, I'm polling for the Chiefs because of Andy Reid. Isn't that interesting? And I'm like, wow, okay, okay, I get that. I, I didn't realize he was that popular. And then, you know, you see that they had the coaching tree pre, during yeah. the pregame show and all of the influences that he's had on coaches throughout the league. And uh, I, I think it's easy to see how well-respected he is in, in football. And, you know, with uh, league-wide, I think everyone loves – a little Andy Reid. Right? That's right. So, I mean, so he is just kind of like one of us, right? He's just, you know, dude, you know, you know, he's smashing double cheeseburgers, and you know, he's just a good dude, right? He's just one of us, and and I just think, uh, you know, it's pretty cool to see his popularity, and, and I'm glad he got him got him a ring. Now that he's a Super Bowl champ, will he be allowed to wear his Hawaiian shirts <laughs> on the sideline? That's what I want to see. That's the next level. So That's once you great. become a champ, that yeah. you should be allowed to do that. And, and, and even the Chiefs came into the stadium yesterday, a lot of them wearing those <laughs> Hawaiian shirts, which shows you know, that, that's the it. kind of love they have for him, you know? And, that's uh, hilarious. So pretty cool. Yeah, and, and you know, to think uh, about his longevity, I think we respect that as fans. When mm-hmm. you can stick around, because think about how many coaches have had the opportunity to become a head coach. They only last a couple of years. They don't yeah. always get another chance. But for him to, to have the sustained success in Philadelphia, eh, maybe it didn't end great, but he gets picked up right away with the Chiefs. And, and then as soon as he got there, all he's done is win. Yeah. Um, now, they didn't always win in the playoffs until finally this year they broke through. But still, they, he built a winning tradition there in Kansas City the last – how long has he been there, 10 years? Yeah. I, so, I, And, you know, I, I talked about this last time I was on, but it's, you know, from, from 1969 – uh, the end of that season when they won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl four, all the way up through la- – let's just go through this season. Up up to this season, I think uh, Kansas City had four playoff wins. Mm, so yeah. that's, four, <laughs> that's four playoff wins in 47 years. Okay, so now – it, you know what they they got three this year in, in a Super Bowl uh, championship. So uh, this is this is why you know I, I could imagine it's worth speaking right now what it's like in Kansas City. Uh, they're getting I'm sure getting ready for their parade when the Royals won the World Series in '15. They put over a million people wow in, in, in uh, along the parade route, and this will probably be bigger. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. You oh know? yeah. So. I would, I would think so for sure. Yeah. Well, a couple of the other big takeaways from last night, just you know, listening and watching different uh, feedback or discussions mm-hmm. based on the game. A couple of things. The rest did not affect this game one way or the other. Right. The George Kittle play could have gone either way. I, when I watched it, I, oh, nice catch. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. push off, and then they threw the flag. Uh-huh. And I, I wasn't surprised. Then when I watched the replay, I was like, Eh, you didn't have to throw that that flag, yeah. but ultimately, was that the difference in the game? I don't think so. Yeah, and you know he he did he he had two push push offs, and I didn't look. I, I was, as I watched the game, I'm not sitting there. You know, I thought that was probably. I know if that would have happened to my team, I'd have been upset, right? Because yeah. you, you see that play a lot, right? I know but, uh, they they call or they didn't call it Kyle Rudolph when yeah. he scored with the Vikings, right. and then they did call this for Kittle. Yes, so yes, exactly. And I've got you know I've got a buddy who. Uh, tells me uh, every time I talk to him about Travis Kelsey that 
all Kelsey ever does is push <laughs> off, right? <laughs> and, and then uh, it kind of went uh, the other way in this game. So. It, yeah, so, that, but to me, that wasn't, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to blame the rest for that. And then same with the Damian Williams touchdown. That could have gone either way. Yeah. I think if you were a 49ers fan, you probably thought, oh, he didn't get in. But they were so close anyway. I think right. the Chiefs would have scored. So I don't think that was the difference. So I'm, I'm actually thankful as a somewhat neutral fan, but I was pulling for the Chiefs, that the refs yep. didn't affect the game. Very low penalty number two, yeah. which I like. I mean, I think, was there three penalties on each team? Maybe four? Not, but I mean, just a, a really, you didn't, that wasn't the storyline. No, so. and I don't think it was a sloppy game either. Even though uh, maybe Mahomes didn't play great. Yeah. And there were some turnovers, but I didn't find it to be sloppy. Usually if it's, a bunch of offsides, a bunch of you know uh, pass interference. That's sure. when it starts getting really sloppy. Or even it wasn't even a chippy game, really. Yeah, I didn't see too much yeah. back and forth. No, and um, I, I did find it interesting um, because it would have been a huge play. Um, because on th- there was a third down fourth quarter play when Garoppolo got hit right as he was exiting the field. Yeah, and I didn't. I don't know that they ever even show re, replayed that. I don't. I don't remember when he was throwing it. So yeah, he was. Well, he goes. Yeah, he runs over to the sidelines. I think he was. He ended up running the ball, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. But, but it was right on the edge, and and he gets popped right at, on the San Francisco sideline. That's right. That's right. And it would have been a, obviously it was that that was third down and long. They did not convert. Now it's fourth down. Now they punt. But if they call that. Which they could have. I'd like to. I, I don't even know that they read that they. You're right. It. They quickly moved on they from moved that. On. Yeah, they, they did. But if they, if, yeah, I'd like to see that one again. And because that's another call that went Kansas City's way. Uh, I thought there were several times on the sidelines where they did kind of. They just let things kind of go. Like not not like borderline stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a close to a late hit kind of thing. And they, they kept the flag in the pocket. Yeah, they stayed out of it. Yeah, yeah, to me, stay out of it. Yeah. And and then also, I, I don't. a lot of times the Super Bowl feels like it drags on. Mm-hmm. I thought this had a nice flow and, and pace to the game. And yeah. I'm not sure exactly what time it ended, but it didn't feel like it was a five-hour, no. just you know, long game. It was like, oh, it's already halftime and, and that kind of thing. Nope. Um, a lot of people are, are blaming. Are there, everybody always likes to find blame. Okay, why did the 49ers lose today? I really do lean toward the Chiefs won it. Mahomes was the difference. He, he just put them on their back and said, hey, let's go win this game. Yep. They stayed calm. That's why they won. Kyle Shanahan, oh, they, they, they didn't run the ball like they should have. They should have run out the clock and all that. So I read this article, Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com. If you think that, that Kyle Shanahan is to blame, read the article, and you'll realize he, went, he basically went through each play. Mm-hmm. And, and the play call, and it, it basically made sense. There was only like one play call that was kind of uh, debatable. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, th- that wasn't the problem. What happened was Garoppolo didn't hit his receivers. Yeah. It, it came down to Patrick Mahomes was better than Jimmy G. And for most of the game, Jimmy G was actually outplaying Mahomes. Because at that. one point, he was like 18 of 21, mm-hmm. Garoppolo was. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, I mean, that's pretty strong. Maybe there were dump-offs here or there, but... Sure. He, he was playing well, but when it mattered most, mm-hmm. Jimmy G missed. Remember, the, the, he was like two yards past, I think it was Sanders, yep. uh, that would have been a touchdown. So that's the difference yep. it, toward, you know, toward the end of the game, and, and whereas Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill. That's right. And, and, and yeah. that changed And things. that's the difference, right? I mean, I, I heard that argument earlier today. If you want to really find the difference in the game, Patrick made the throw when he had to. Jimmy didn't. Yep. And that would have been his shining, shining moment. Oh, it would have been huge. Uh, you know, albeit they're still – you know, then the Chiefs get the ball back, yeah. right? And and Patrick's on the field with a minute and 15 to go. That would have been fun to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been crazy. But, I know. Uh, but, yeah, um, you know, it, it was – I just – I'm thrilled 
I'm just so happy that that it that it went down like it did. Man. That's right. That's right. Because because I I envisioned the other scenario. Because yeah. I'm I'm looking for the storylines. I'm I'm just wanting a great finish. And so the the comeback was was the the Chiefs aspect. I was like, okay, cool. They're making the comeback. Well, then when Jimmy G and the 49ers came out on offense to go down and kind of win the game, it was the thought of. Well, here's Jimmy G's moment, right. his Tom Brady type moment mm-hmm. to become a Super Bowl champion and and all that, and he it just didn't happen. Yeah, and and so that was his chance, and and I, after watching the game, I, I think Jimmy G is in that category of kind of Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, like good quarterbacks, and even though Joe Flacco has won. To me, they're not, they're not elite quarterbacks. They're not the great quarterbacks. They're that next tier. I think Jimmy G will have a nice long career with San Francisco, and he may even win one. Like, they might win one. Mahomes is in another category, and, and I see Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson in that category as the, the pillars of the NFL moving forward. And I think Jimmy G will be a guy. He'll be in, in the mix, and you know, he'll play 10-plus years most likely all with the 49ers, and they'll be in the playoffs and all that kind of thing. But when the game's on the line, is he? I, I just I, I'm not there yet with him thinking he's gonna he's gonna do it. Here goes Jimmy G. Right. Even though he has had some fourth, they showed the stat. I think he's had like seven fourth quarter comebacks. I'm just as a fan watching. I'm not there yet to where I'm I'm believing in him. Whereas I think we're already there after two starting seasons with Mahomes. I kept watching at the end of the first half, wondering, you know, does. Shanahan believe in him like definitely you know there's one definitely not (laughs) yeah there's 148 to go in the half Chiefs are punting and man I'm you know again I'm I'm kind of calling the game you know with my family I'm like they'll they'll take time out here and then they show John Lynch and he's in the booth you know trying to call time out and then Shanahan just lets the clock roll and the Chiefs ran down uh, another 30 seconds and uh, didn't allow San Francisco an opportunity to score there. That surprised me. That was the probably the biggest coaching surprise that I saw in this game. Yeah, I always lean toward if there is still if there's still time on the clock in the first half, mm-hmm. you always want to try to score. Yeah, I, I never understand why people just give that time right. away. Yeah, or or don't with three or aren't aggressive enough. Yeah. yeah, to waste to go into halftime with three timeouts or whatever. Yeah. even if you have one, you got to utilize those the right way. Exactly. So I'm always I'm always blown away when that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other storyline going into the game was the the battle of the tight ends, oh, yeah. and, and I love both tight ends. And even watching a lot of the pregame, it was fun. There was one piece that was Rob Gronkowski, Tony Gonzalez, Kelsey, and Kittle mm-hmm. all sitting around talking. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Then seeing Greg Olson, he was a part of the festivities and Gronk uh, throughout the, the coverage. And so I like seeing the tight ends uh, showcased. But Kelsey had a better game than Kittle, so I would put that as a, a difference maker as well um Kelsey had some some key key moments throughout that game uh always reliable and then of course getting into the end zone and Kittle had a chance in the first half but but got called for the penalty and so that was another uh key difference um so those are kind of my thoughts on the game uh would love to hear your thoughts as a listener you can send us an email bryce at unpacking it dot com And, and then of course the 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 big question is you know will the Chiefs be back will they be able to you know, create some level of, of dynasty moving forward. And, and I just have to always go back. You know, Brett Favre won kind of early, mid uh, his career. You probably would have thought he would have been back and we didn't see him. Aaron Rodgers, same kind of thing. Um, Dan Marino, of course, early in his career, even though they lost. So there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. But I like what the Chiefs have done. I think the fact that Eric Bieniemy has stayed in Kansas City, 
maybe Andy Reid only coaches a couple more seasons. He's got a Super Bowl, and 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 then be able to, being able to hand it off to the enemy, he might be able to take this this team further and 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 allow this to be a. a dynasty type franchise moving forward so that's something to consider sure. too i'd like to know i i just i don't quite have a great grasp on the and what his role right now is with the team true so i feel like andy reed is your play caller he scripts it all and and i don't know i mean the is trying to you know he's certainly sought after as a mm-hmm. head coach uh he's interviewed you know five six seven times hasn't landed that job yet but all indications are he might very well be a, gr- a great head coach in the nfl so uh i'll, I'll leave you with this but as i was Watching the game last night, right at the end, you know, the last six minutes, and things are starting to go, right? And go my way. No, that's <laughs> you know? right. That's right. And I, I caught myself. This was, <laughs> I caught myself all of a sudden. I wasn't, when I was yelling at the TV, right? And cheering. And I, I caught myself. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, yes, Tyreek, yes, Tyreek, or throw it to Tyreek, or throw it to Kelsey. And all of a sudden, I was saying numbers. So I just, I'm sitting and watching the game, and I'm like, throw it to 10, throw it to 10, <laughs> you know, 87, you know, I don't know. And then, like, <laughs> I have no idea. Then as I, as the game kind of wrapped up, I, I, I thought to myself, where was that? Where, where'd that come from? <laughs> like, That's like, hilarious. I have no idea. So you were losing I mean, it. I was losing it, right? I, love it. I, I love was it. losing it. I love man. that you're a 47 year old. Child. Yes, that's the way it was. <laughs> that's what ha- that's what yes, sports do. Yes, that's why we love sports. It um, brings out the child in that's us, right. and and especially when those that fandom, you know, was built when we were young. Yeah. So you know, it's too bad. My my son, who you've met, he was in fact great job with Saturday's event. Oh, super thanks, Saturday. Thanks event. for being there, and glad Ian was there. Oh uh, yeah, we have you know it's great dad son building you know and and certainly encourage everyone listening if you're in in and around the charlotte area you know attend these events bring your bring your son you know get involved in in fellowship and and you know sports fans that follow jesus right right. and i'll tell you this you'll leave these events feeling a lot better maybe than you did coming in right i I always leave with a great smile and and ian and i had a great time but so sunday this happens every once in a while he got sick oh no you know so to the point that he could not watch the game. So at all, at all, he was out. It was done. Um, oh I mean, man! It was, that, it was just headache, and you know, he, he was sick. Oh. So this morning, I kept him home from school, and I, I get up with him this morning, and he says, "Who won the game?" They had no idea. Oh, poor so I said, Ian! I said, "I tell you what, sit." I said, "I want to watch the fourth quarter anyway." It ain't good. <laughs> you know, so I said, let's watch the fourth quarter together again. So we watched the fourth quarter. And the whole time he's thinking, it didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> man, so, you I got, to, I got to at least see him get excited. Right? Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Well, that's great that he was able to watch the fourth quarter not knowing. Not knowing. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So he must have been going nuts. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got to relive it. And I'm playing games. You know, I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's a, a, a special moment. He's 11, 12? 11, 11, yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's great. Well, uh, last thing was we wrap things, things up uh, Super Bowl-wise, and then we'll, we'll do a, a faith thought. Um, commercials. I'm not like Mr. Commercial, but I always at least keep an eye on. And. And I actually watch, and you know what I think about? I think about the creative team sitting in a boardroom, oh, yeah. coming up with these ideas, and then thinking that somebody approved right. this commercial. Right. Like so, yeah. so on one end, I go, oh, man, someone really creative came up with that. Good for them. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a clever idea. And then on the other side, I go, 
I can't believe they approved that. They they first sat around and said, yeah, great idea. Let's run with it. Let's make this commercial. Mm-hmm. Then they finish producing it, and then they go, let's put that on the air, Love and it. let's spend $5 million <laughs> per 30 seconds to put this on the air. So but let me tell you the ones that I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked Groundhog Day Bill Murray, okay. the, the Jeep commercial. Yeah. I, I, I have a Jeep, so I like Jeep. Um, the Jason uh, Momoa, the, where he takes all his muscles off when he gets home. Right. Thought that was hilarious yes. and clever. Uh-huh. Uh, getting him to do that was was good. Uh, I actually like the Snickers commercial. Right, right. <laughs> Snickers solves everything. <laughs> right. And then having yeah. the selfie couple fall in was mm-hmm. was hilarious. <laughs> um, the Smot Pac uh-huh. uh, Hyundai. Uh, for one, it was a clever commercial. But then the fact that that's technology out there. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a tough time parking now. I used to not struggle. Actually, when I used to have a Hyundai... I, I could park great. I had a small little Hyundai. Parking was never an issue. And, and now I have, I've got a, a Jeep Compass, and it's harder to park. <laughs> so anyway, the fact that this technology, you, you can get out of your car, and then it parks in t- tight spaces. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Right. This, that's brilliant <laughs> yes. because w- those parking spaces seem to get smaller and smaller mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Like they, <laughs> every day it seems like they're getting smaller. So that was a good one. The Tom Brady, of course, was classic. Oh, yeah. And I actually would have loved if he would have announced – yeah. Whatever decision. He should have sure. done it. Yeah. Through a yeah. commercial. Yeah. I just signed a new contract with the know. you know, something like that. Or uh, it, th- those were good. I liked uh, who, the who, the um, the woodchucks. What 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 theme was that? Remember all the oh, they had like four woodchucks? or five different woodchuck uh, uh, commercials that they Is were that Geico. It, or? Yeah, it was Geico. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of dug those. There, okay. There, there were like a series of four or five of them. I, I dug those. Um, you know, I thought was really clever and I'm not a big wing guy. I like boneless wings. I like boneless I wings like boneless too. Boneless wings, but I'm not which a big. I get, maybe bonehead. get ripped for, but um, so the Pizza Hut commercials I thought were pretty good, uh, where oh. they showed the they showed the their their size of, of wing and then the competitor size of wing. Oh wow! Then, I missed I missed those. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so then they so they they say our lawyers told us that we couldn't claim that our wings are 25 percent bigger than the competition. So we got new lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I have so, to look out for I that one. It. Yeah, pretty good. The, and then the uh, the Reese's Take Five. What have you been living under a rock? Was oh. your head been in the sand? Okay, I the, don't know that I saw that. The, one. That yeah. was very clever. And I I think I've had the Reese's Take Five, but it's been years uh-huh. since, and so that makes me actually want Gosh. to to go have one. Yeah, that's been a long time. The take. Yeah, that's. But they basically the whole it was. If you don't know about the Reese's Take Five, you uh-huh. must be living under a rock. Okay, so they yeah, had a guy I like gotcha. living under a rock. <laughs> um, so that was pretty good. And I actually liked the T-Mobile Anthony Anderson commercial where his mom kept calling him. Okay. So I talked to my mom a <laughs> yes, lot, so yes. I resonated with that one. But she kept calling him saying, hey, the 5G yes. works here. It works here. Yep. I thought that was good. Yeah. All right, now to the ones that I did not like. You didn't get these. Now, the Pepsi commercial where it looked like it was a coke and then they covered it with oh, yeah. with black right i just yeah. I, it didn't do it for me yeah. <laughs> the, the if like martin scorsese seems to be a legend like a legend director yeah for him to do that silly commercial with jonah hill right I, that fell flat <laughs> it just Good i just work. i felt like a waste of talent in that in that commercial oh my goodness the worst commercial of the night was the squarespace winota rider right what yes. in the world i don't know Exactly. That was bizarre. Yes. And not funny. No. That was the, probably the one yeah. where I'm thinking they thought they sat around, like, yes. let's go get Winona Ryder. Yes. Or they probably said, let's go get a number of actresses. Right. They landed on Winona Ryder. <laughs> and then they had to go with that, which was yeah. rough. And then, all right, for one, 
I absolutely love Cheetos. It's one of my oh, yeah. guilty pleasures. Sure. I love cheesy poofs. Delicious. So <laughs> now they came out with, some, I guess, their Cheeto popcorn or something. So I'm all for the product. But MC Hammer can't touch this. Right. I think it's time to retire the song. <laughs> like, I think we're done with it. Yeah. I, like, it seems like he's in a different one every year. What yeah. was it? Like, Sticky Notes or something last year? I forget what the product was. Right. It was something last year or the yeah. year before. And that Come song, on, MC. That song was hot like when I was like 89, 90, oh, 91. So long. Yeah, it's been a long time, but it's like every year it's still going. He's still making money on that. I mean, good for him, <laughs> but guess. it feels desperate. And I just, I can't get behind the can't touch this. Yeah. Even though, like, in theory, it's clever. I just feel like the song is overdone. And yeah. I, I can't, I can't get behind it's that. It's lost creativity. And then the other one, um, Jimmy Fallon, John Cena. I like both those guys. Yeah. I, the commercial just didn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually thought Jimmy Fallon should have been in the Smot Pac. Oh, yeah. Why wasn't he in that one? Because <laughs> they had his old SNL partner, Rachel right. Dratch. Remember, they always did that, that skit together. Uh, I think they were Boston people. So I, thought, I, yeah. felt, I felt like he was missing from that, right. that commercial. I like that commercial. Yeah. yeah I, I like that a lot. All of the Boston accents. Yes, so, yes, so, those were yes. those were funny. That was the uh, yeah the Smart Pak Hyundai. So yes. those are some of my thoughts on on the commercials. Would love to know your thoughts as a listener. You can send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. And and final thought today, and we didn't talk too much about this, but the the Tyreek Hill long pass. I guess it was like forty four yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in the fourth quarter, that really was the turning point. For the Chiefs, and and like you say, like you said earlier, we kept waiting for that big play from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The announcers, I, mean, I think anybody watching, were like, "When are they going to throw the ball down the field? Mm-hmm. Take a chance, mm-hmm. go for it." And and so that ended up really opening things up for them, and and they needed that big play, and and they 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 came through. And so the the thought for us today, and I, I talked about this at, at Super Saturday as well. All of us have turning points in life. There are pivotal, pivotal moments, which is always hard for me to say. Pivotal, mom- pivotal moments. <laughs> Can't say it three times fast. <laughs> and and ultimately, these are decisions. You know, whether it's in a game, it, it changes the outcome. It changes kind of the course of of the fourth quarter for the Chiefs. And you, you think back to the the pivotal moments for the Chiefs, even as they built this team, trading up to get Patrick Mahomes, bringing in Andy Reid to be their new head coach, and, and you know dra- all the different draft picks that they, that they have. They were all turning points for their franchise, making the decision to move on from Alex Smith and go with Patrick Mahomes. And so in life, what are, what are our own turning points? And, and the, the first and most important one is when did we decide, and if we haven't yet, decided to follow Jesus, to say, I'm no longer going to go my own way. I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to turn my life toward him and go his direction because ultimately that will change the course of our life. It will change our relationships. It will change the decisions that we make, and it will change our, our eternity. So that's the, the turning point. And then every day we face key moments throughout our day that we either respond one way or the other, that we either go for it on a big play or we, we play scared or we, you know, we live scared, we live with fear, we live with worry. And, and, and what was so cool about the Chiefs yesterday, you know, that, that play, they went for it. They, they, they weren't going to play scared. They knew that, that time was running out and they needed to, to make a play. And so I think there are moments for us that, that we can either say, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to step out in faith, 
or I'm, I'm going to kind of remain still and, and, and not go for it. And I think if we trust the Lord in those moments to give us the strength and the power that we need to go for the turning point, to go for the pivotal moment, and, and, and the outcomes will end up being you know, so much more fruitful when we trust in him and, and, and don't lean on our own understanding and, and, and really you know, lean into him to make those, those key decisions and, and to follow him in key ways throughout our life. Our life. And so uh, I hope that that's an encouragement for you today. And so as you think back to, to some of the key moments in that Super Bowl and, and recognize that, that they do make a difference, that key moments in our life that we're, when we're faced with the decision to either take the job, leave the job, uh, become the, the husband that, that we know we can be, the father that we know we can be, and, and to, to let go of maybe, maybe it's sin in our life and to, to turn from it and say, hey, this is the turning point. I'm no longer, I'm not going to mess around with that area of my life. And so those are, those are the, the, the key moments. And, and so what is that turning point for us and what path are we choosing each day? So uh, that's my thought. And uh, the devotional will come out a little bit later today. So it's a little fresh on my mind as I'm, I'm working through it. But, uh, but Chris, congratulations to the, the Kansas City Chiefs and your, uh, your childhood team. It's exciting, man. Happy for you. Absolutely, my man. Thanks for having me on again today. Oh, absolutely. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to have you in studio. And uh, we'll, we'll be back uh, this week for some awesome podcasts. Again, we'll release the Super Saturday uh, panel discussion. And I think you'll love that. We also uh, we have Matt Stover, former Baltimore Ravens kicker, uh, scheduled to join the show. And uh, the next couple of weeks, we've got some more guests uh, lined up as well. So be looking out for those. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected. And by faith, I have been saved because of his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.